All right, so we got an early two-game slate here on Saturday. New York, Miami, and Golden State and the Lakers. Welcome, guys. Miami DK will be talking about the two-game DFS slate in this video. Um, I also make content for prize picks. If you guys are not on prize picks, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I'll have a link in the description below. But if you're not familiar, it's a player pop site. They have basically every single sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports. Um, you build um, slips with player pops, like two players, three players, four players, five players, up to six players. If you um, you know put six players in a slip and hit all six, you can win up to 25x your money, like I did tonight. Um, a couple slips. We full swept the board on Patreon. Absolutely love to see it. Um, but uh, yeah, so... You guys are not on there again you can use the code dkdfs 100 match up to 100 dollars link down below and more content for dfs or for prize picks also linked in the description uh is my patreon all right so let's recap everything so again like i said prize picks phenomenal day uh 225x slips could not be better for dfs i did cash in low stakes tournaments i got hooked in the hundred dollars somewhat literally lost by like a point um couple things that were, were pretty tilting. Grant Williams was projected for 0.1% ownership. Came in at like 25% in high stakes. Like, come on, man. Um, but yeah, I played both Booker and Durant. They both absolutely smashed. Brogdon was solid. Bruce Brown was solid. Rob Williams uh, got injured. Jamal Murray smashed. Uh, and campaign was a bit disappointing as chalk. So I went pretty heavy in the late game, um, playing a few value pieces from the early game. But that was the recap of everything. So going to be a slightly losing night for me overall in DFS, but with prize picks, um, hey, man, I'll, I'll take it all day long, right? So um, even though I was slightly down on DraftKings, up huge on prize picks. So um, no complaints from me. And uh, yeah, let's get into the video. So Miami-New York's the first game on the Miami or on the New York side. So everyone's fully healthy. Um, Brunson's 8-3, Randall's 7-8. I think both are pretty similar plays. I think me personally, I slightly prefer Brunson. He's not on the injury report. Obviously, the ankle is a little bit concerning, but I'm a little bit more confident with Brunson's usage in the playoffs. Um, so I slightly prefer Brunson. However, you know, does the ankle worry me a little bit? Yeah, it, it does. But I think, you know, Straight up, I do slightly give the edge to Brunson over Randall. Now, Randall does have power forward eligibility, and he should play high 30s minutes. Um, there's, there, Jimmy Butler's expected to play, though, so not as good of a matchup for Randall as it was previously. Um, obviously, I, I like both guys, both main Knicks, but I give the edge to Brunson over Randall. Now, the mid-range guys, RJ Barrett, Josh Hart, these guys should play a ton. You saw 38 minutes of Barrett last game. However, he did not close. Josh Hart, 6K. Um, he should play low to mid 30s minutes, um, maybe a little bit more. Of course, like, can we talk about this, man? Those are triple double when they're healthy. But when I play him, like, a couple sites ago, plays 47 minutes, he goes for 23 fancy points. But oh, yeah, he's going to play 32 minutes and go for 45 fancy points when I don't play him. Like, what is that? What is that? Robinson and Hartenstein, they should split the center position. Robinson's 5'6. Um, Hartenstein is 3.8K. Um, Robinson did deal some foul trouble last game, but most of the time he's probably going to play high 20s minutes. Hard time probably gets the rest. There is a chance, too, that New York could go small with Randall at the five to close. Um, so full center is a bit risky, but there's a little bit more risk with Robinson at, at that price point as opposed to Hardenstein. And then quickly at 5K, I mean, there's just no way I can play him. So um, he's out of play for me. Grimes will play a bit. Um, he did play 26 minutes last game. I don't really have any confidence in his run. 
Toppin will probably back up Randall. Again, he's too expensive at 4-6. So that's it for the Knicks. Let's move on to Miami. So Miami, you got Jimmy Butler at 9-4. Um, again, he's expected to play. I assume he'll be good to go. Normal minutes. So I'm expecting low 40s minutes of Jimmy Butler. Uh, with that being said, I think he's a pretty good spend up. I know this game is, is expected to be low scoring and ugly, but it's Jimmy Butler, and he's been phenomenal so far in the playoffs. It's kind of the same thing I'll say about Embiid. Uh, we talked about Embiid in the Patreon stream today. I was like, all right, Embiid's going to be sub 10% owned. The ceiling's massive on him, but it's a, it's, it's a massive risk. The reason you play Embiid is ownership. And we'll see how the ownership comes in on Jimmy Butler tomorrow. I'm curious. Like, is, is he still going to be really popular, or is he going to be relatively low owned because of the uncertainty of the injury? Uh, so that is something that that's going to play a factor of what I'm going to do with Jimmy Butler, what the ownership or what the projected ownership comes in on him. Bam at a bio 8K, kind of tough for me to get to him with Jimmy back, even though Jimmy out last game still had a subpar performance. So Bam more of a contrarian play. I think the reason you would go to him is for ownership purposes. And then the rest of the heat, it gets tricky. So like you're going to see big minutes for Jimmy. You're going to see big minutes for Bam. And then I think they kind of ride the hot hand. Um, the guys I'm relatively confident minutes-wise would be Vincent, Martin, and Lowry. Guys like Love, Struce, Duncan, like those minutes can fluctuate a lot. So if you're looking to secondary pieces, I think I'll look in this range or like the guys I'm the most confident in. So Gabe Vincent, he should probably play mid-30s minutes. He's got the shooting guard eligibility. Um, with Jimmy Butler back, looks a little bit worse, but still a, a solid option. Caleb Martin had a huge game last game. I think on average he's going to play, you know, mid to high 20s minutes. And then Kyle Lowry, um, you know, probably closes and plays around 30 minutes. So those guys, I feel like you can feel relatively safe about the minutes. The other guys, like, if they're not playing well, they can pull the plug pretty quickly. Like two games ago with Jimmy Butler in, Kevin Love only played 16 minutes. Now with Kevin Love, he's a good point per minute guy, but like, I just don't have confidence with his minutes. He's not good defensively. And he can get again benched pretty quickly. Max Struess, if he's knocking, if he's not knocking down his shots, they can bench him like the day where, oh yeah, I played him well for negative one fantasy points. Um, and then Duncan Robinson, kind of the same thing. Like with Robinson and Struess, like they'll probably play whoever is shooting better between the two. Um, so I definitely wouldn't play both those guys together. You might see a little bit of Zeller, maybe a couple minutes for Highsmith, but not enough for me to get to either of those guys. Um, now, if Jimmy surprisingly gets ruled out, then that obviously changes things. Then I'm high in Bam. Then Vincent and Lowry become two of the best plays of the slate. Then Martin becomes very safe. Then guys like Love, Struce, Duncan become way more in play. But it seems right now that Jimmy Butler is going to play. And he even said himself that he will uh, play tomorrow. Golden State and the Lakers. So Steph Curry's 9.8K. Um, you know, you, you see what the Lakers are doing to him defensively. They're just doubling him every time, kind of forcing the ball out of his hands. But, I mean, you saw, like, 12 assists last game, right? If they're going to double Steph Curry, he's just going to find guys wide open for layups. Um, so, I think Steph's a solid play at the top. I would say more of a tournament-only play, though, for me. Clay Thompson, kind of the same thing. I mean, you saw when he gets, when he's knocking out of shots, he can go for 40-plus fancy points. But the issue with Clay is when he's not knocking out of shots, he has a relatively low floor, so always more of a GVP play for me unless he's, like, very underpriced. Wiggins at 6'8", I mean, he's kind of been a little bit quiet of late. I think he's a good GPP play. Raymond, probably my favorite of the mid-range plays. Played 28 minutes last game. Would have played a lot more if the game didn't randomly blow out. I want to keep an eye on the status of Looney and if Looney's going to start. 
If Looney does not start and they bring him off the bench like last game, then I love Draymond. If Looney starts, I still like Draymond, but I wouldn't like Draymond as much. Because when Looney's in the starting, I mean, this guy's just going to grab every rebound. Played 12 minutes last game, went for eight rebounds, almost a rebound in a minute. Like, it's just insane the amount of rebounds this guy gets uh, when he's out there. So if Kavon Looney starts and is not on a limit, I think he probably plays 30 minutes. And if he stays out of foul trouble, I think he's a really good play. If they bring him off the bench, again, Draymond looks way better. And if they start Jermichael Green, he becomes playable. Um, I think he only plays one shift in the first quarter and one shift in the third quarter. But um, he would be playable if they go that same starting lineup as last game. And then Jordan Poole got in random massive foul trouble. Of course, they took his over points and assist. How about five fouls in 16 minutes? Put it on the board, right? Um, but I think most of the time he's going to play low to mid-20s minutes. Could play more if Golden State is trailing or if Poole is playing really well. And you have DiVincenzo, Peyton Moody. Um, Peyton, I don't even think played last game. Or he played for like maybe like 30 seconds. Um, DiVincenzo at 3-4 did get 28 minutes last game. Um, it's kind of tough to, I don't know. I feel like Kerr will go with the hot hand. Moody put 26 and played some in the blowout. So those guys are more just GBP plays me the value. Um, those guys would look better, though, if Kavai Looney comes off the bench because then there's just a little bit more mitts to go around. And then finally, the Lakers. You got AD at 10-1, LeBron at 9-9. I think both look pretty good in an an up-tempo matchup here. AD had the one massive game, had the one really bad game. LeBron didn't look the best game one. He was playing well game two, but the game was a massive blowout. So I don't really have a super strong take with these two Lakers and AD and LeBron. Um, I think the ceiling might be slightly higher in AD than it is LeBron, but LeBron also has the nice eligibility, small forward, usually a relatively weak position. So that's kind of my take with the two Lakers. D'Lo and Reeves. So right now... I think D'Lo has the higher ceiling. Um, I think most of the time he's going to play low 30s minutes. The thing with D'Lo, though, is if he really struggles or is playing really bad defensively, they can bench him. They can go Schroeder. They can go other ways. So there still is some risk with D'Lo. With Reeves, I mean, he has kind of struggled a bit of late, too. And he did not close in the first half last game, which is a bit worrisome. So, like, most of the time in the playoffs, he's been playing around 40 minutes. But he only played 15 first half minutes last game. So... That was a little bit concerning to me for Reeves. So there is like a, there is definitely still some risk here with D'Lo and Reeves. But if you give D'Lo low 30s minutes and Reeves around 40 minutes, I think they're both going to be good point-per-dollar plays. And you got Rui Hashimura. came off the bench and could not miss. Now, be careful here, right? He shot 8 of 14. I don't think we'd expect that again. We saw this early in the playoffs with Rui, where he just came off the bench, shot 75%. You cannot expect that every game. What happened game one? Played 11 minutes, right? So... There's a lot of uncertainty with the mitts for Rihashimura. Um, so I'd say he's more of just a tournament-only play for me. Jared Vanderbilt, 4.2K. I think if he stays out of foul trouble, should play low to mid-20s minutes. He's one of the primary defenders on Steph. So I think he's a solid value. And I like Dennis Schroeder, too. Like, Schroeder's playing a big role in the series. I think, you know, most times he's going to play low to mid-20s minutes. But he played 31 minutes in Game 1. So I do like Vanderbilt, and I do like Schroeder for value. I'm not messing with anything else. You might see a little bit of Gabriel, a little bit of Troy Brown. Not worth it on this slate. So that's going to do it for the video, guys. Um, as always, I really appreciate your support. If you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Also, if you guys are playing a prize fix tomorrow, make sure to check out that video. And uh, we'll see you all in the next one.